We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Wired Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today, as always, on Tuesdays by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, you can follow John at Johnny McKex, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. You can follow me at Jakeski52. Quick reminder, if you happen to be listening on iTunes, Stitcher, regardless of platforms and want to take a second to give us a five-star rating and review, we very much appreciate that. Also, any and all feedback is always appreciated via review, via Twitter, anything you think uh, we could do to get uh, keep us on our toes, continue doing well here. John, it was an interesting uh, week six, a lot going on here, relatively low scoring on FanDuel. I thought there weren't a ton of huge performers. I think the Sunday Million had just over 200 points in the winner here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, before we get going here, we got a just quick touch on Monday Night Football. And the Jets, they played just absolutely terribly against the Cardinals. At this point in the season, would you rather be a Jets fan or a Browns fan? At this point in the season, I- I'd say... The Browns probably just because, you know, there's at least like some occasional uh, moments of excitement where, you know, like Cody Kessler maybe isn't completely terrible and and Terrell Pryor's ascension has been really cool. Whereas like with the Jets, uh, they're old pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Their defensive line is supposed to be a strength and all of a sudden they can't really get any pressure on the Cardinals. Um, Let's see. Uh, They drafted Christian Hackenberg in the second round this year. He's inactive every single week where while Cody Kessler, who's drafted after him, is getting playing time for for the Browns. I mean, they, uh, they're going to be starting Ryan Fitzpatrick again this week, even mm-hmm. after 
Gino came in last night. I mean, the, yeah. Tom Bowles was really quick to desolate. dismiss the whole quarterback controversy sure. thing. He's like, Fitz is our guy. If he called Gino Smith a relief pitcher. Just kind of a mess there for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what what have you seen from the Jets that would make you mm-hmm. say that you you feel more optimistic about them this season or beyond than, than the Browns, even though the Browns, you know, that mm-hmm. historically you would never say that you'd rather be a Browns fan than anybody else. See, the thing with being a Browns fan is you – know exactly what you're getting year to year well you wouldn't have any expectations whatsoever if you were a Jets fan you came into this season with some pretty reasonable expectations I think they had 10 wins last year Fitzpatrick had a pretty decent year they re-signed him gave him gave him the money he was at not not that's maybe not the money he was asking for but they have that they have veteran players uh so you were you had some expectations for the Jets this year you had no expectations for the Browns so the Jets are greatly falling short of expectations while the Browns are just kind of meeting expectations. Yep. And the Browns have Terrell Pryor, who does cool stuff once in yeah. a while, and, he, and that makes them a little bit intriguing to watch. I mean, there's a league where I, I went complete stars and scrubs and uh, paid up big for Terrell Pryor on the waiver wire, and, and I'm killing that league right now. And I'm just loving it here. So at least the Browns have those couple of aspects that make them a little bit intriguing you never thought the Browns would win that that contest and had to had matchup there but uh yeah sorry Jets fans it's been rough uh again uh, if you're optimistic if you're an optimistic Jets fan please go ahead let us know on Twitter because we want we want to hear from you exactly here let's move on to uh week seven running backs that's the uh, meat and potatoes of the podcast today We're talking running backs on FanDuel top to bottom cash game GPPs all the good stuff to get you ready before you set those FanDuel lineups of course yesterday Chris and I went over quarterbacks and we'll continue to go position by position throughout the week here Let's start with the Thursday night game, John. This is the night game that I will be attending at Lambeau Field. Uh, there's a lot of storylines going on here with the Packers and their offense and their or lack thereof, I guess you could say. Uh, but the biggest story with the Packers is the injury situation. Eddie Lacy is going to be questionable with an ankle injury. He did not practice Monday. We're still waiting to hear Tuesday's practice report. James Starks out roughly a month. Uh, with the knee injury here. So they went ahead and traded to get Niall Davis, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs today. I mean, on the Packers side of the game, I guess looking at running backs or looking at even players overall, is there anything that that draws you to that, or are you more in the camp that you're going to be trying to fade that Thursday night portion? I would probably fade that, uh, not only because of the health concerns with Lacey. I mean, I hate that it's a quick turnaround because, you know, he played reasonably well on Sunday. I think both of us can agree on that. But, mm-hmm. you know, there would be times where he gets up after taking a hit, and it's just like that ankle just probably mm-hmm. is not feeling good right now. Yeah. So looking a little gimpy here and there. So, you know, going against a Bears defense that generally is a pretty favorable matchup, you still just – it's hard to really uh, gauge and trust uh, Lacey's ankle. I mean, if he somehow miraculously is full participant the, these next two days, maybe maybe that mm-hmm. uh, changes my mind. Uh, but generally, probably avoiding the Packers' backfield situation. And then Jordan Howard, you like that his price is down about 700 bucks from last week. I think yep. we both agreed that yeah, last week – he's starting like, to get a little right, high. A little, little too much here, but uh, – uh, I still think that the Packers defense, even if it uh, got a little bit uh, run on by, by Zeke and the Cowboys this week, I still mm-hmm. think that's an, that's an excellent unit. So I think that Jordan Howard is probably in for a long day uh, relative to what we've seen from him so far. 
Yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and fade the running backs in this situation just because uh, there's so many, there's so much value to be had at wide receiver tonight, whether you're going Ty Montgomery on the Packers side or looking to the likes of, yeah, exactly, or looking to the likes of Elshon Jeffrey, Cameron Meredith. So I think this is a game where you target wide receivers and not so much the running backs. We're going to run down the rest of the slate for you here and uh, give you some other running back options to target here. Quick reminder, Week 7 buys, we've got Carolina Panthers, so the recently returned Jonathan Stewart will be unavailable on FanDuel this week. And, of course, a lot of folks, darlings, at least in season long, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys will be on a buy this week. So no Ezekiel Elliott, no getting to watch that awesome Cowboys offensive line just kind of run all over and, and wreck fools here. It's been pretty crazy. But there are a lot of line or a lot of matchups here that we do like. And uh, let's start with the top price back on the slate. There's one back. That has that $9,000 price tag alongside his name this week. And that is LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills. He's all alone at the top because David Johnson actually, uh, his price decreases, I believe, five dollars $600 because he's got a matchup against Seattle. We'll talk about that in a second. But LaShawn McCoy, definitely, does he warrant the top price at 9000 John? Yeah, amongst all the, all these other guys, uh, just based on performance, based on uh, you know his sort of market share out of that backfield, uh, McCoy has been uh, a guy that's really exceeded my expectations coming into this year. I really didn't expect a ton from that Bills offense, but they've been clicking, especially over the past month, and he's been a big reason why. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. last week Miami's defense kind of stiffened up a little bit against the against the Steelers. I think that shocked mm-hmm. pretty much everybody. Probably lost people some money on their lineups, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, a lot of that's the Big Ben injury. I mean, sure. you got to give that. See, I, I had Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell lineups. I had Big Ben, Antonio Brown lineups. Le'Veon Bell was probably my most frequently used player on FanDuel last week because of the matchup here. But without Big Ben and them having to play from behind, it just wasn't the case. I think the Bills are going to have the run game together this week against Miami. And you also got to consider that Miami just lost their best sort of ace in the hole run stopper from the secondary, Rashad Jones, uh, tore his rotator cuff. He's one of the better uh, safeties in the league as far as run support is concerned. So that definitely uh, hurts the what the Dolphins can do if they want to load up the box. Uh, you know, they they don't have that same kind of threat. So I'm not I'm not going to like use uh, McCoy in a ton of my lineups, but I think he's definitely worth that that nine thousand price tag, that top dog price tag this week and I definitely mm-hmm. I'm going to get at least one or two uh, with him in there yeah I mean he was uh, last week's one of last week's uh, Chris Benzine locks of the week and he came through with three touchdowns sure. could have had more touchdowns I don't Gillisley got one from him there so there's a lot uh, I, I mean he he certainly deserves that price tag that being said I'm not all in but I am going to be a little bit in one guy I am all in on as we move to tier two of the 8,000 to 8,900 range that's DeMarco Murray of uh, the Tennessee Titans here because he gets the Indian Indianapolis Colts, who uh, gave up, I, I can't remember how many fantasy points, but in a full PPR league, it was 33 uh, or more FanDuel points to uh, Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. Had a huge week against the Colts last week. Touchdowns. Yeah, the Colts are absolutely getting gashed by by backs that catch the ball out of the backfield, but it's not like their front seven's very formidable either. So DeMarco Murray at 8,700, there's a lot to like there. Also, then we have uh, kind of moving down this tier, Le'Veon Bell at 8,600, David Johnson at 8,500, Todd Gurley at 8,100, and Melvin Gordon at 8,000 here. Are you with me uh, in the DeMarco Murray mentality here? Anybody else you like in that tier? Uh, honestly, not not huge on this tier other, outside of uh, Murray. I mean, Bell Bell gets a like a reasonably fit like it's it's a decent matchup. You're not like terrified of the New England run defense, but it's not like you you're like licking your chops either. Uh, Big Ben being out, 
Uh, we'll kind of have to see where where this <laughs> offense kind of leans with Landry Jones at the helm. Uh, David Johnson, I'd be scared of using him against against the uh, Seahawks in general. And then Gurley, you you let me down too many times, bud. Yeah, I, I got to move off you for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to be almost under eight thousand for me to really return a consideration here. We get in our industry in our line of work, John. We get a lot of questions. What's going to happen to Le'Veon Bell? What's going to happen to Antonio Brown with Big Ben out? He's going to at least be out this week. Then the Steelers have a bye. And I said, well, in your season-long leagues, it's not like the effect's going to be drastic enough where you can consider sitting these guys. They did have they each had their fair share of big games uh, without Big Ben last year. But daily is a different story, and this price is a little bit up there for me because I think that the floor is still going to be there. I mean, both these guys have easy potential for 100 yards in a score games, mm-hmm. but in daily, I think you need a ceiling that's a little bit higher than there. So a guy like Brown and Bell, the 200-yard, two-to-three score games are unlikely with Landry Jones at the helm. So the, the floor is there. I think you'll get decent production, which is why you can't really go away from them in season-long formats. But in daily, I almost need the price to be down a little bit before I consider it because I think the ceiling's capped a little bit with yeah, Landry Jones. Yeah, I think that's Jones. a really good way of putting it. I think the Patriots, you know, especially uh, with the with the Steelers mm-hmm. going against a Patriots team that's going to scheme it up, uh, you just know that they're going to try to do everything they can to make Landry Jones beat him. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, that, that means that they're going to kind of take Le'Veon Bell out of the equation or at least kind of limit uh, like the big play impact that he could potentially have. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about Melvin Gordon at 8,000 here. I just... I'm a little. I'm still a little bit concerned about his yards per carry mark, just 3.4. The Falcons uh, have been susceptible to the run a little bit in, uh, so far this season, but I, I just at 8,000, I don't think the upside with Gordon is, is quite enough. I mean, 3.4 yards per carry on the year, he's getting bottled up. Teams are having to dial in on that, so gonna gonna, gonna pass that up and uh, kind of head on down to the next tier. That's tier three. We're looking at backs in the 7,500 to 7,900 dollar range here. One of them is uh, Carlos Hyde. He is questionable with a shoulder injury. This is a, an injury that kind of flew under the radar a little bit this year, uh, but he's 7,700. Healthy if he plays against Tampa Bay. You have to imagine uh, he might be able to get some points. I mean, Tampa Bay, not really as susceptible to the run as they are against the pass sometimes, so something to think about there. Another one, Lamar Miller, he's 7,700, but he goes to Denver, and it's the Monday night game. So remember, if you're playing that Sunday-only slate, that your Lamar Millers and C.J. Andersons, Devontae Bookers of the world are not going to be available on that slate. So uh, just throwing out Lamar Miller, 7,700. Continuing down the line, we've got Christine Michael, 7,600 at Arizona, and Devontae Freeman, 7,500 versus San Diego. Anything jump out at you uh, in this type of group, John? Well, I guess you know we're gonna have to see what happens with Hyde and and uh, and his shoulder injury because going to go up against Tampa Bay that that is actually a pretty solid run defense in my opinion. So uh, I think those two factors sort of knock him out for me probably, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm probably not going to use Sean Drone too, who is you know his presumptive backup. He, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a cheap option. But uh, I don't think that'd be a, a great play per se. I think that'd be trying to get too cute with it. Um, I really do like uh, Lamar Miller a lot uh, this week. I'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, and I like Freeman as well mm-hmm. at 7,500 going against that San Diego defense. Although San Diego's defense looks a lot better now that Joey Bose is in there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot going on there. I just this Tampa Bay defense. They they have been hit in the past before, but against the run, they're pretty tough because they got two big hogs in Gerald McCoy and Clinton McDonald at the nose tackle position. They're they're uh, they're good to go here. So uh, regardless of who steps in, even if it's Mike Davis, I think Mike Davis might have some sneaky.
Kiki GPP appeal. You never really know. I mean, you have to. That's a way, way, way stretch here. You know, if you're trying to win life changing money and don't mind throwing away a dollar. That that's the kind of type of play you make here, uh, but but overall, I mean, and then Devonte Freeman, he's interesting. The Chargers, uh, I mean, Freeman, he's still way priced over Tevin Coleman, and I don't think the usage is different enough to really warrant that. The Chargers uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five, sixth worst against uh, the run. One of a few teams giving up more than twenty fantasy points per game to opposing backs. So there is some uh, Devonte Freeman appeal overall, but I believe Tevin Coleman's like thirteen hundred dollars less. So I think I'd be more inclined to. Uh, save some money and, and go that route although Freeman does kind of bring the bigger upside uh, but yeah you, you're right uh, Carlos Hyde probably staying away from the injury just kind of puts the nail in the coffin there Christine Michael 7600 at Arizona I think he's another player with a decent floor but you know we saw Alex Collins get a touchdown last week CJ Spillers involved I just Russell Wilson's such I, I don't want to say West Coast offense but he's all about finding the open guy and getting the open matchup regardless of the name on the back of your jersey and that just doesn't mean that michael's number will be called enough for me to really like that right yeah so uh, and you know arizona's defense is certainly no slouch i mean it's not that not that uh matt forte uh was expected to really go off by any means last night mm-hmm. but i mean they they held him to just absolutely nothing on the ground they they really uh were able to dominate uh, the run game, and you know that obviously shifted the momentum of that game overall. Um, just wanted to touch on one last thing regarding the the Falcons' backfield, and I think you bring up a good point with Colin because he is cheaper. Uh, this past week, it looked like Freeman got uh, the bulk of the touches, mm-hmm. but I think that was partially because you know the Falcons were playing from behind on the road. Uh, Freeman got seventy one percent of the of the running back touches, uh, Coleman at twenty nine. But I think this week, Falcons are at home. Probably should have an easier time getting mm-hmm. ahead and like kind of getting into that offense that that we've kind of come to expect from them, where they're just gashing uh, opposing defenses with with both guys uh, consistently and, and with even mm-hmm. snap counts. So I think Coleman could definitely be in for a bounce back game this week, and I still think that Freeman could also be uh, still worth that price tag, even if uh, he doesn't get quite the market share of touches. Yeah, the four and two Falcons not exactly used to playing from behind like they were on Sunday. So you're right; I think that could be a, a bit of a factor here because before that we saw a lot of splits even when they were in Denver when we expected it to be heavy Freeman they were still I think Tevin Coleman still had 130 receiving yards in yeah, that game huge, huge chunks of yardage on, on his receptions there mm-hmm. that was the big key yeah exactly so uh there's something to watch something it's a battle and a backfield that all fantasy owners are watching throughout this through the rest of the season forward because if you either own them you're thinking about owning them in daily you're considering them as an option in trade targets it's it's one of the more uh, complex backfields but hopefully we'll be able to continue to get a little few where where you both guys are value viable though Mm -hmm. yeah you don't see that very often uh, in in daily or season long to be completely honest here well fantasy football fans have all the victory every sunday fanduel offers football for everyday fans new contests starting every week to ensure no busted seasons just pick a contest choose your team and watch your score real time new this year an upgraded experience to get users even more contest variety you can try beginner contests for new players only settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest try a 50 50 contest where the top half wins cash play in larger tournaments for even more excitement or play for just a dollar there are choices for every budget 
John, we mentioned this week, I mean, my downfall was the Big Ben, Antonio Brown lineup. Uh, even though I had Shady and LaShawn McCoy in some lineups, uh, it wasn't really quite uh, the quarterback situation. I mean, you need to kind of anchor with a decent quarterback if you expect to have a good base here. So, uh, But uh, you can also get that done with running backs. So, uh, I mean, did you have any, any, any good lineups, any good players that, uh, that, that made a difference for you, that made, you, that made it close last week? Or, or was, it a, was it kind of a shameful one that we need to turn around and, and rebound this time? It just, it did, just a few of my players, like no one was like a complete bust per se, but no one really got anywhere mm-hmm. close to their ceiling except for LaShawn McCoy. Like I, I went yep. with the Bell-McCoy combo. Uh, and obviously I got close to 50 points out of that, so that that was solid. But, like, Derek Carr going against the Kansas City defense, it's mm-hmm. just about as Jekyll and Hyde yep. as it gets right now. Uh, that was very frustrating, especially because he started out that game uh, on fire. He got a touchdown pretty early on, uh, so that was disappointing. Jarvis Landry, uh, I was expecting a slightly bigger game out of him, more catches, but mm-hmm. uh, Miami, you know, for him to only have 12.6 FanDuel points in a game where Miami somehow puts up 30 points, that really bummed me out. So I think mm-hmm. that just a couple of guys that were solid but not nearly spectacular yeah. enough to where I needed him to be. Delaney Walker, another rough one for me. Brown's giving up the most fantasy points to tight ends, only to see Delaney Walker limited to like a catch or two. Right. Just, just very disappointing. But uh, we're going to turn things around this week, starting with the rest of this running back slate here. Once again, FanDuel wants to remind you to have all the fantasy football has to offer and to be sports rich. John, let's look at the fourth tier of backs here, running backs in the $7,000 to $7,400 range. Uh, starting off, with Doug Martin, questionable with a hamstring injury. We're not sure if he's going to be able to return yet. Again, the Buccaneers coming off a bye. He's 7,300 at San Francisco. San Francisco has been the absolute worst against the run here, especially lately, giving up over 23 fantasy points per game in standard formats, 892 yards a lot on the ground, nine touchdowns. Opposing backs have caught 20 passes even. There's just... Uh, I mean, the 49ers, especially after what LaShawn McCoy was able to do to them last week, they're a defensive matchup to target. However, we don't know about Doug Martin yet. It's really too early to tell. I mean, at se- normal week one Doug Martin at 7,300, he's a lock in all your lineups, but you can't quite be sure this week. Yeah, you, you feel a little bit odd, even even though they're coming off the bye week. Uh, a hamstring injury for running back always, you know, kind of reason to, to raise an eyebrow. And then for as bad as San Francisco is in general, they are slightly better at home. Like they're they're borderline respectable on defense at home. It seems like, although the, those some of those numbers could be attributed to the pre Navarro Bowman injury. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll kind of have to see how that how that works out. Um, but uh, I'm probably staying off of Doug Martin just because of that that price point and like the potential of of a pitfall mm-hmm. against like a San Francisco defense that could, you know could be sneakily good at home. Yeah, so we'll look up to some backup options kind of towards the end when we're looking more at GPP plays here. But the rest of this tier, C.J. Anderson, 7,200 against Houston. Houston gave up Indy's first 100-yard rusher in since multiple seasons. Vic, since the Vic Ballard days. Yeah, since the Vic Ballard, yeah. 2012. Yeah, Frank Gore uh, rushed for 100 yards on the Texans' defense. And we know J.J. Watt, the loss of him is going to be tough here. But Jadavion Clowney and that pass rush... They they were pretty. They, I thought they were pretty well at at flustering Andrew Luck here. They just couldn't seem to stop the run on a consistent basis. Right. Yeah. That, I guess it was the linebacking core sort of mm-hmm. just not being able to get to get to Gore in time a lot of the times. Yeah. Exactly. I just I just worry about using C.J. Anderson in daily because I really do think Devontae Booker's on his heels and and 
it's not like CJ Anderson has a ton of momentum to where you want to use him in daily and you never know when that week's going to come in where where the carry splits or the or the thing shifts so that's I stay away from CJ Anderson a little bit we do have LeGarrette Blunt 7100 at Pittsburgh Spencer Ware 7000 against New Orleans and of course Jordan Howard we already alluded to a little bit he's at Green Bay Thursday night for 7000 now Spencer Ware 7,000 after the huge game last week, which that completely blew my mind against the Raiders. I thought it was going to be Charles' turn. I really did think it was going to be Charles' turn. But then again, if you watch that game at all, it was a little bit, it was rainy. The weather wasn't the greatest once again. So maybe they're being conservative with Charles and the knee injury because, you know, they're looking at him for the long haul. And then you have Ware's performance last week mixed with the matchup against the Saints, who are giving up the most fantasy points to running back. The only team that has given up double-digit touchdowns on the ground this year, uh, you know, 547 rushing yards isn't the isn't the greatest number here, but they're definitely allowing running backs to get to the end zones. Maybe it's a little bit skewed in that sense. Right. But the matchup and the last week performance has made Spencer Ware $200 more than Jamal Charles. But if you're going to be a savvy DFS owner, you have to flip-flop those and use Charles, or, or am I insane? No, I think I think you're right on that. Uh, I think that, that that Spencer Ware game just uh, completely... Um, gosh, I got just an aberration. I, I had no idea what to make of that, and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, going on what you said, where where C.J. Anderson, he's got Booker on his heels. Well, if if Ware is like the proverbial number one right now, and Charles is on his heels, like Charles is a is a Pro Bowl player when he's healthy, and I think he is starting to get healthy. He did reach the end zone on Sunday. I mean, this could be a situation where where the Chiefs just run run the heck out of the ball uh, and just completely gash the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, going that route. So with that, uh, I think both of them could potentially be viable options, but I would definitely prefer the cheaper option in Charles uh, over Ware. Yeah, I mean, b- before last week's huge week, uh, we had lost fumbles in three straight weeks for Ware, so I thought that was it. But I think, uh, yeah, I would go to that next tier, that that tier five, I guess we're going to call it here, where there's uh, a lot of backs in this tier, tier a, lot, a lot to like, but one of them is definitely Jamal Charles at 6,800. Of course, uh, Terrence West, 6,900 at the Jets. I'm probably going to fade West in DFS this week just because of the Jets. The run defense is better than than they looked on Monday night. Yeah, I think David that was Johnson just the David Johnson. Yeah, so, I mean, even backtracking, really, all the way back to David Johnson at 8,500, there could be some GPP appeal there, uh, even though it is the Seahawks, because can he do it? I mean, we're going to see, really, who the Arizona Cardinals are True. when they have that tough matchup here. So, can he do it against another tough run defense? I mean, David Johnson is close to matchup proof as it gets. So that's going to be intriguing here. But kind of back to where we are, we already discussed Eddie Lacy, 6,900 versus Chicago. Probably staying away from that situation because even if he's active, you never know what kind of limitations he'll have. Jamal Charles, 6,800, we agreed, was a pretty strong play. Matt Jones broke out last week. Uh, he's 6,700 at Detroit this week. Matt Forte kind of bottled up here, 6,700 versus Baltimore. Mark Ingram, who has just been getting touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, vultured. He's 6,600 at the Chiefs. Then we have Jarek McKinnon, 6,500 at Philadelphia. Anybody else you like on that uh, slate, or are you jumping straight to GPP options from there? Uh, I, I don't mind Terrence West just because he gets the bulk of the carries there. Um, mm-hmm. Jamal Charles, like we said, like that. Uh, definitely don't like Matt Forte. I think he's kind of out of gas at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so. Bilal Powell is going to be sneaking back up on him sooner yeah, rather than later. I have him in season long. I have like maybe one or two shares of him. Uh, they are officially worthless now. It seems like mm-hmm. there's no way you can really dump him off on anybody, unfortunately. Yeah. You got the good times rolling early in the season. You're not yeah. going to be able to return to those. Yeah, tough times, man. But um, uh, with Matt Jones going against Detroit, he, he on paper has the most intriguing of these matchups. But uh, I kind of took a look at his game log, and it seems like he has a good week. And then he just goes in single-digit uh, mm-hmm. fantasy output, and then yeah, dormant. Then comes right back. So it's a it's an up and down thing. And uh, I mean, Detroit is definitely a team where you can kind of uh, keep keep the ball rolling uh, and and keep that momentum. But uh, it's, it does seem a little risky. And it seems like Washington definitely doesn't mind just just throwing out a guy like Chris Thompson um, to to just sort of throw throw a wrench in things, throw a wrench in the rotation, uh, and that would definitely you know knock down Jones's value overall. Uh, this Sunday. Yeah, all right. So uh, a couple other notables I want to talk about before we go, get to our chalk and GPP plays. Jay Ajay, 6,400. He's coming off a huge, huge game. I think you have to consider that. Gio Bernard is 6,300. He's... Back-to-back games now, he's had more touches, more yards than Jeremy Hill, who I, I did believe I skipped over. I think that was intentional. He's 6,800 this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I, I don't think he provides enough upside, given the kind of injury situation, the vagueness. And then, of course, you mentioned Tevin Coleman at 6,200 a little bit earlier here. I, I don't know. I think people are going to get hit with the recency bias a little bit too much on Jay Ajayi, but his oh, yeah. price hasn't been jacked up that badly. Right. At 6,400. Now, we'll see what kind of role Foster plays. But overall, I mean, I, I see where people are going to be coming from wanting to use him. But I think when it's all said and done, I'll probably be fading Ajayi this week. Yeah, I mean, that that is a total, like, recency bias thing. Like, if you didn't cash in on that last week, like, there, there's not – I mean, even though his price, like you said, hasn't been totally – uh, hiked up to like the seven thousand range. Like, there's still, I just feel like not a ton of upside in using him mm-hmm. this week. I don't think there's yeah. a ton of room for profit. I'm going to start him as a low end flex play in season long, uh, just because I think he's defined himself as the guy at least and then maybe bought some time from Foster. But I'm not going out of my way to use him in daily here. All right, John, it's that time for chalk plays. Uh, your your fifty fifty, your cash game guys, who are you think are going to get uh, they pretty much offer you a very high floor here. Uh, who are you looking at, John? Uh, this one is it's not like your traditional chalk play, and you'll, you'll have to play the Monday slate to get him. But uh, I like Lamar Miller of Houston a lot this week. Uh, I think De- a lot of people tend to just completely avoid Denver's defense mm-hmm. uh, when when a running back is going against them. But uh, they're actually at like. Uh, 20th in, in rushing DVOA coming into last week, and they they didn't look particularly good against the Chargers. Uh, so we have a we have an element here where where Houston's going up to Denver on the road. They should be running the ball. Uh, I hope that you know Osweiler is able to sort of just keep them in the game so they don't have to abandon the run. Uh, but I think as long as Lamar Miller is, is being used at uh, as heavily as he was last week, which I think is definitely in the realm of possibility. Uh, this is a situation where he where he put out outpaces uh, by far where people think he might be just because uh, mm-hmm. they see Denver on paper and they, they get scared off. Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I still, I'm, I'd be personally more inclined to limit that to tournaments because you'll take advantage of that hopefully low ownership, people being scared off by the matchups here. In in in, in 50-50s though, I just, I, I never, we saw Lamar Miller get shut down by 
by Minnesota, and I, I'm not saying that Denver's run D is even close to Minnesota, but there has been tough matchups that have bottled him up. So that little bit of uncertainty makes me want to stay away in cash, but GPPs maybe in cash games, like I alluded to earlier, I'm all in on DeMarco Murray at 8,700. The Colts are allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs, and with the Tennessee Titans offense just starting to click here, I think he's in for a huge week. I also think that DeMarco Murray is going to be a little bit more involved as a pass catcher out of the backfield this week because we see that, uh, I mean, the, the Lions, whether it's it's Jordan Howard, whether it's Theo Riddick earlier in the year, they've given up some big performances to those third down pass catching backs. So uh, DeMarco Murray, who is pretty much an every down back with very little limitations or, or be, being spelled very briefly by Derrick Henry here and there. I mean, DeMarco Murray's in for the big week, and he's priced accordingly, but I think you get a nice floor with that price here. Yeah, anytime you can you can get a, a true number one back uh, going against Indianapolis, I think that's, that's never a bad idea to use. Mm-hmm. What about those GPP flyers, though? You're trying to win some life-changing money on FanDuel this week, and you got to be a little bit contrarian, and you got to be a little bit cheaper so you can afford to get your, your Julios, your Odells, even your Antonio Browns, your AJ Greens on in the lineup. If you're going to get any two of those guys I just mentioned, you're going to have to go cheap with at least one of your back. And who, and who's your preferred option if you're going to do so? Uh, this this week was a little bit tougher to, to really parse out the bargain barrel, but I thought Rashad Jennings uh, of the Giants could be worth a, worth a consideration. Uh, going against the Rams uh, at 5,800, uh, Rams defense, good, not great. But I imagine that, that Jennings is just going to see more touches now that he's healthy. I mean, last week was his first game back coming off the thumb injury. Uh, he was at, had some downtime from that. So I think that, you know, this could be a situation where you're getting the like the clear Giants number one running back for just 5800 bucks. So I mean that's something that something to consider especially when he can help out uh in the passing game and I think James White uh is also uh definitely mm-hmm. worth consideration. He's got like 15 targets over the last 2 weeks since Brady returned and obviously mm-hmm. uh he turned uh turned 9 of his targets last week into 8 catches, 2 of them went for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, big week. I think I'd be a little bit more inclined to use White in a full PPR format, FanDuel just a half PPR format, but you also get a little bit of a price break on FanDuel, so I definitely see where you're coming from. I'm going to go back to a, a well-rested. Now, this is th- this recommendation is a little bit contingent on the injury situation, but I'm going to go back to Jacquez Rogers at 5600 at San Francisco. I think his ownership will be low enough because they just had the buy, and people won't they won't have that game against Carolina when they just pounded him the rock fresh in their yeah. memories. I mean, he carried the ball so many times, and Carolina started to figure it out eventually. But Jacquez had a huge fantasy day, and it is dependent on the status of Doug Martin. Uh, if Martin is active. That might be enough to get me to stay away from Jacquez, but if uh, Martin is inactive or expect to be limited in any way, it's all Jacquez again because going to San Francisco, yeah, you mentioned the, the 49ers defense a little bit better at home than on the road, but still dreadful overall, and the lack of Navarro, Navarro Bowman is not helping them in any way, shape, or form. Of course, we've got the Bucks who put Charles Sims on the IR. They signed Antoine Smith to be their only other back here if Martin is inactive. And yeah, like I said, San Francisco, third most fantasy points to opposing running backs after giving up 140 and three to LaShawn McCoy last week. I think uh, a very, a repeat performance as well, because Rodgers can catch the ball out of the backfield. And of course, if if they're going to pound the ball to him like they did in the previous week, the coaching staff just doesn't seem to trust Jameis quite yet. And I think they're going to be more inclined to be a little bit conservative 
just like they were against Carolina because, hey, it got him the win. That's true. That's true. I think, yeah, he's a definite, definite consideration if, if Martin sits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all over the place, definitely monitoring those inactives on Sunday mornings to uh, make sure Rodgers is the uh, value that we all think he's going to be. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. Over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can find me on Twitter at jakeski 52 And I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKechnie. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return on Wednesday.